0: The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team,
1: Kanda power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. Power, power. Hello, welcome to the Port Adelaide Preview podcast for Round Twelve versus Geelong. Uh, the game we played at Friday night at the Portricon, which is also known as Metricon Stadium, up on the Gold Coast. Uh, I'm Portia, joining me tonight, uh, as always, is uh, Mecca Hi.
0: Portracon we're back, bringing on our home ground, we never lose it, there. It, it,
1: but this is kind of like um, back in 2001 when we won more games in Perth uh, than uh, Fremantle did. Um, <laughs> yes. Sorry, it's, it's more games at the Wacker than uh, I think, or Sibiak, one or the other. Yeah. Um, we're in that kind, of, well, that kind of season right now. How many games have we won up there now? Is it what, four, five, something like that? It'd
0: be about four, I think. Maybe
1: yeah, five. Yeah. Uh, we'll be five soon, I reckon. I'm feeling yes. pretty confident this week. Get up and about. Uh, I don't know how you feeling about it after last week. Oh,
0: oh what last week. Um. It, was, it was a great game. I've watched it a couple of times. It's a great game. Oh really? Yeah. Good, good, good. And uh, yeah. can't wait to watch it again. It's just a it was just an exciting game of footy, I reckon. So in a season which has been pretty boring across the board. Um, you know, there hasn't yeah. been too many exciting games. Like I, I like to sort of download all the all the best games of the year. doesn't matter who's playing. And sure. sort of sort of keep them for the future sort of thing to look back on. But I reckon I've downloaded one game. One non-Port game this year. And that's about it. Whereas usually by this stage I would have downloaded maybe 10 or so. But yeah, I don't know. It's just been a, a boring season of football. Except for Port, which is great.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, very strange here. Because we're going to win um, the
0: flag and Ken's going to get a 10-year
1: contract. So... Oh, God, who knows? Who knows? Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. Now, I don't have any hot topics around the uh, uh, the traps because every time I turn on the news, it's horrible, horrible COVID news in Victoria, so uh, <laughs> there's not much going on. Fair um, enough. Anything else, do you reckon, or are we just uh, move on to talking about the game?
0: I don't think there's many hot topics in football at the moment. There's not.
1: It's very no, boring. they just about the grand final location, I guess. There's a theory that the grand final might even be played in Adelaide. What do you reckon?
0: I think it definitely won't be played in Adelaide and it will be played anywhere but Adelaide. I reckon they'll give it to the Gaba.
1: I'm sure they'd love to do that. Like, I'm sure the AFL would love to do that. to say, oh, isn't this great for the game? But, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, if it's West Coast versus Port, are they really going to do that? I just don't see it.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah.
1: Tricky. Um, it is tricky. Because the last thing they want—this is the thing like, they'd love to do it. But the last thing they want is to have a grand final at the Gabba that people can't get to because there's some coronavirus shit going on or whatever. Um, and so it's not a full, not an absolutely full house, packed with fans. That would yep. be a real problem thing. Um, I don't know. It's tough to say what's uh, going to happen, but uh, very tough. Yeah, there's an outside chance it would we'll be playing in the prison bars at Adelaide Oval Who the hell knows? Oh,
0: how good would that be? <laughs> Bring it on. That would definitely not happen, uh, but it's good to dream.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, you never know. You never, I, look, if we get to play the grand final, if we're in the grand final we get to play Adelaide Oval, I think that we just copped the final We with the prison bars. What do you reckon? I'd be happy with that. Oh, that on that occasion, it would be absolutely 1,000% worth it. You'd yeah. make the money back in pre- commemorative premiership prison bar guernseys the next year and no matter oh,
0: no what. Doubt. So, no doubt. Yeah. So long as we don't 1-1-9 it, then... Um... <sighs> You well, know, we'd, we'd make a mint.
1: At least then we wouldn't hold that old record if we did it again. She <laughs> did worse. Oh. And a fresh one.
0: Just imagine.
1: Oh. <laughs> uh, oh, well, anyway. So good time. We'll talk about We'll get into the game. Um, we're playing against John this week, speaking of 1 190. Yep. Um, so uh, they've had a good year. They're third on ladder at the moment, seven and fourth of the season. I have had a good um, year. Have you watched any of the John games this year so far, Maca?
0: Not a lot, maybe three or four, that's about it. Yeah,
1: alright, so just um, had a bit of a peruse through the stats, because I haven't watched much of them to be honest, I don't like yeah. watching too long, I don't think poor fans generally like watching too long at the moment.
0: No, it sort, of, um, it sort of makes me want to go into the fetal position most of the time, but, you know, look, they've had a good year, they have had a good year, they've lost, what, four games, so, you know, they've beaten yeah. some decent opposition, um, you know, they're, they're a good side, they're a very good side. Uh, they just yeah. fall fall down in finals, which is uh, which is great.
1: Um, I mean, it's funny they say that because they're reminding me, like I'm just looking through the statistical block and I'm just thinking about the last time I saw something like this, it was probably Port Adelaide in the early 2000s before we were actually um, winning when we were choking a lot. Yeah. Um, they're playing a really, the brand of football they're playing is really high possession and it's really secure. So it's very much like that early um, method that we had of basically retaining the control of the ball at all costs. Yep. Um just making sure that you keep possession, and just working it forward however you can. Just waiting, being patient, and you know, honouring leads and all that sort of thing, um, and just making sure you can get it forward. So that's great. Uh, and in the regular season, it's absolutely fantastic. One were doing that then too as well. Um, or not quite as well as we were. We were the, I suppose, the Kings are doing that in two thousand two, two thousand three. Um, but that's what they're doing now, uh, and we somehow are cast as the opposite of that. Um, so that's actually a really good sign for us. Um, yep. but anyway, they're, they're still grinding out a lot of wins this year, which is good for them. Uh, they're doing it largely with a lot of high pressure on the contest. They're third for contested possessions. They're only conceding, I think, the 12th for contested possessions against fourth for tackles, third for one for centres, and they have the least uncontested possession against them. So they're doing really good at harassment. Um, I think we've been all right, I think we've done all right pretty much with the harassment this year, like with, uh, Captain O'Kay. Um, I think the fact that some of how he plays kind of um, made it a non-factor. Uh, and, of course, yeah, along with their forward delivery, tying to the high position and security of the delivery, like their forward delivery is still really good. Third for marks inside 50, first to goal assists. Um, yep. I think we're around the mark for both of those, but, I mean, that's certainly a strength of theirs. Um, it is. Think, yeah, especially with someone team... like Tom
0: Hawkins up forward, you know, he takes a lot of marks. Yeah. And Gary Rowan was super quick on the lead, so he gets separation from his opponent, takes a lot of
1: marks as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think they look like a really—they look seem like a really well-drilled team, uh, a bit like Richmond. But I think, look, I really feel like they've probably got a lot of role players, and I think they're pretty exposable. Um, because when you're looking at the differences between them and us, I think mostly the big difference is that they allow a lot more to happen against them than we do. We've been really miserly in terms of allowing um, forward territory to be given up. Um, Oppositions uh, playing against us I and mean, the stats. Got a really low number of marks inside 50 against us, I believe. Yeah, so yeah. we've got 16th inside 50s against us, whereas Geelong's eighth. So there's a pretty significant difference there. Um, they're giving up a lot more forward territory, or a lot more um territory in their defence than we have been in ours. Yeah. And you've really got to think that's hopefully going to hold us in good stead. Um, particularly given the fact also that uh, the contested marks um, we're actually doing really well. Uh, we're first for contested marks this year, and they're 16th. So if it comes down to it, if we can avoid contesting, uh, avoid conceding that territory in our defence which we're continuing on with what we've been doing um, and we can get in there and contest enough. I mean Geelong, they don't have that they've got marking power, but like you said, like with Gary Ryan, Like it's all about that separation yeah. uh, and if you can get that separation, that's when they're reliable and that's certainly what they've been going for every single time uh, but if you don't allow that if you cut them off, um, I think we could potentially really expose Geelong this week if we wanted to and I think that um, probably they want to
0: Look, this is this is the standout game for us for the season, I reckon. You know, beating Richmond was fantastic, but we know they've had you know five or six players out, and whilst Geelong have a couple of players out as well, uh, they are going in relatively full strength. They've got a, a wonderful defensive group. They've got all their guns in their midfield, just about. Um, they've mm. got a forward line which is uh, kicking goals at the moment. Um, yeah, their players probably not as exciting as what Geelong have been in the past, but they're getting the job done at the moment. And, you know, this one, rightly so, I guess, scares me a bit because, you know, just like we saw against Brisbane and what we saw against St Kilda, this all comes down to the midfield. And, you know, when you're coming up against Patrick Dangerfield and Joel Selwood and Mitch Duncan and uh, Menegola, um, amongst others, you know you're in for a tough night.
1: Well, I mean, you say that, and look, I mean, if you look just purely at this, clearance was one. um, We're second in the league and they're first. Um, But the interesting thing is that when you talk about clearances that go against the opponent, uh, Jolong actually has the third most against them, um, and we're only eight. So uh, they're getting a lot of clearances, just because they're a high-clearance team uh, in the games that they're playing. Um, but we're actually pretty, as far as winning a percentage, we're actually doing really well. Um, And so we should be able to take it to them just in terms of actually getting that clearance. And I think that we've seen that, you know, a lot of creativity used in our midfield um, progress, which has certainly burned us a lot in the past. But I think that, um, you know, we've been pretty, not consistent, but we've been actually able to adjust during games and that hasn't been going our way. So that's been quite good to see this year.
0: What I'm hoping to see is the three-prong forward line of uh, Dixon, Mm. Giorgiardi's, And Laddams have a real impact so that Blitzavs has to play down back. Uh, Because they're pretty much only going in with the one ruck. I think uh, is injured or not playing. Um, So they're only really going in with Stanley in the ruck. So hopefully Lysett and Laddams can expose Stanley a little bit. He's destroyed us in the past uh, a couple Mm -hmm. of times. Um, So it would be really nice to get one back over him.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I, I mean, that's all really important, but I think that one of the things we really need to focus on also is not just being creative, but also, and it's, I'm so glad that do not playing, isn't not playing, not um, playing. We cannot just cop up with lazy kicks. Like we, this is not the team to do that against. No, they'll destroy good, us. Yeah, if we give up an intercept possession, every time we do that, it's going to be a real fight to win it back because of their focus on making sure that they're retaining control. So this is absolutely not the week to be sort of hacking the ball in the air and hoping for the best. Yeah. Um, so uh, I guess we can get on to the ins for Port Adelaide this week, um, just moving along. Uh, so we've got two huge upgrades. Uh, we've got Maze and Motlop back in, and out is Lina and suckfish which Lina, I think, I think <laughs> if you put him in the Geelong side, he'd look all right. But I think that the way he plays for Port, I think he's very much in the cockpit-up brigade. Um. But uh, I think like, when, he, when he's got time and space and he's playing a game plan where he can just sort of kick the ball sideways and have a bit of thought about what he wants to do, I think he's okay. But I, I don't, I wouldn't trust him in this game because um, yeah, there's going to be pressure. Both of man. them
0: generally did their job last week. You know, Sutcliffe was okay. Lena was okay. But, um, yeah, you definitely prefer Mays in and, and Motlop in for sure. It would have been nice to get Rosie back for this one, but um, unfortunately yeah. he's still injured. It would have been also nice to get Burton back, but he's still injured. Um, but look, May's coming in. Uh, he's he's had a few really good games, um, and Motlock, Who knows? You know, he's up and down like a yo-yo. But uh, hopefully, he can pull one out after the break that he's had, and um, can do some damage against his old team.
1: Yeah, I mean that'll be interesting to see how Motlop goes. Um, May's look. I'm not really worried about the um, him being a game breaker because I don't think we need him to be. But as long as he can just not fuck up a lot. Yeah. Uh, as long as he can just contribute to the team's total of not kicking directly to the opposition, I think that'll be a huge ad. Um, which is, you know, pretty low expectations, but hopefully, I mean, it's, hopefully that's the one thing Mays can do that we can count on to do. Hopefully he does it. Yeah. Uh, as for the changes for Geelong... I'm glad they've done the rundown. Uh, they've
0: got uh, Lock, Lockie Fogarty and Sam Simpson in, whilst uh, Brad Close... <laughs> And Jack Stephen are out.
1: How do you feel about that?
0: Oh, probably good. I mean, it's good that Jack Stephen's not playing because he can do some damage. Um, You know, they've they've got some really good um, value out of some of those role players this year. Guys like like, uh, uh, Simpson and Close and these sorts of players. Parfitt's had a really good year. Um, You know, Myers has had a pretty good season as well. So... It's good that um, good for them that uh, that they've had some good value out of those players.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah.
0: Okay. But it's not also nice that uh, Radicalea is not playing, Dalhouse isn't playing, Ablett's not playing, um, Stephen's not playing. So it's good that some of their uh, some of their better types or maybe match winners um, won't be on the park.
1: What do you think's going on? Like just not talking about this week now, but talking about Geelong, I guess, you know, in the next couple of years, like where do you think they are as a team like in, in terms of their development? Like, where do you think they're going? Do you think they're just sort of grinding out and they're going to crash one day like the pros have done? I mean, they're trying
0: to, obviously, get a flag, <laughs> which is what they've been trying yeah, to do yeah. for the last four or five seasons. You know, they keep sure. bringing in quality players and they just keep falling short, unfortunately, mm. for them. And uh, hopefully we can win this week to um, put another nail in their coffin. But I know... You would expect, I'm pretty sure Ablett's retiring this year. Guys like Selwood, Hawkins, you know, they're they're getting on a bit. Dangerfield's pretty old now as well. Um, You know, I'm expecting they might fall off a cliff at some point, but they keep bringing in these players to try and uh, etch out another flag before it happens, but I'm not sure it'll happen for them, to be honest.
1: No, look, I mean, I, I think it'd be really... Look, I don't see it. I don't see them winning it just because I just... Like, you look at the 22 for this week, and it's like, oh, yeah. And the names you know, they're not the names that you go, wow, they're going to really tear this game apart. And the names that you still go, oh, yeah, they're okay. Like, there's a huge, huge pile of, oh, yeah, they're an okay player. Um, but when you're looking at, you know, players, you go, oh, gee, I wish I had them at Port. Like, it's <laughs> looking a long time back to find that list of players where you just go, oh, I wish they were at Port, wish they were at Port. Right now, I just think, no, we're doing all right. They're just a really solid team. For... They like, kind of like Port yeah.
0: in the fact that, you know, I'm sure... You know, the Geelong podcast is probably saying the exact same thing about us saying oh well, they've got a lot of role players You know, why the hell is Sam Mays getting a game like he's hopeless and all this sort of yeah, stuff
1: no,
0: um, so I'm sure they're saying the same thing about us but as a team they work really well and they, they've done that for a, a couple of years now where they've got their stars they've got a whole bunch of role players and they just hope that their stars get the job done every week
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess the difference is that the guys that they might describe as role players, like they're usually, a lot of them are guys 23 and under, and I think that uh, you couldn't really say that so much about Geelong right now. Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, it it is an ageing team.
1: For for future improvement, just to say, Geelong, what are they they doing? I don't know. Anyway. In three
0: or four years, they could be in big trouble, but that's the risk you've got to take sometimes. You know, when when you're gunning for a flag, you're bringing in all these good players... Um, I, and you, you the just just gotta hope that it that it works, and if it doesn't, then you know you've wasted you know half an era of, of footballers. Um, yeah, well, and you're, you're staring down the barrel of uh, yeah, looking like the crows probably.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's very much the track they're on. I think they're just going to keep grinding unless something magical happens. Yeah, I guess we'll see. But as um, I said, I
0: think I'm pretty sure this one's all about the midfield. To me, you know, Dangerfield. Yeah. Tears us up just about every time he plays. Selwood has done the job numerous times. Menegolas, is, you know, probably the most underrated player in the league. He's had a really, really good season. Mitch Duncan doesn't get the plaudits he deserves. You know, he's probably the most efficient player in the league. Um, then they got guys like Parfitt who can come in and do a job. Um, Atkins can do a job. Um, you know, they, they got a lot of they got a lot of really good midfielders, and you know that's that's the danger for Port Adelaide. This week,
1: for me, I, I I kind of agree, but I think I agree from a different perspective, which is that I think that the midfield is going to be the important part for this game. But I think it's not. I'm not worried about the clearance midfield. That's not the part I'm worried about. I think we'll compete very well there. But in terms of the midfield doing the work to get back, so that our defence can be. Um, keeping on their man or accounting for their man appropriately and they're not being any space from the leading so Like that's an important job for the midfield this week. For me, I think it's more, not so much about winning appearances because I think we can do that. Scores on
0: turnovers is where it's at for me this week.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I mean, that's really important. But also for me, it's also about just making sure that we don't give them that easy delivery to the forward line. Like we don't, we don't make it easy for them to sort of sit around and then pick out who they want to kick to on the lead. Like we just don't give them space in their forward line for them. in in that uh, forward 50 section, we don't don't give them that space to to pick and choose what they're going to do. We have to put them to the point where they have to make decisions. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what's going to be important. It's going to be a defence, and it's going to be a defensive midfield thing um, specifically. It'll be interesting to see what
0: they do up forward this week because they've only got Hawkins named as a key forward. They've gone pretty small as the name team. So I wonder if someone like Henderson might play up forward. He's played forward a lot uh, for Carlton in the past. He's obviously been playing down back for them so far this year, but... Um yeah, otherwise they're but, looking pretty small.
1: Um But you see that's the thing. That's the thing. Like if they're small, then their scramble isn't gonna beat ours. Um, it's interesting that Josh people...
0: Jenkins is an emergency, so I wonder if he might be a late in.
1: Yeah, yeah, look I mean yeah, yeah. But I mean like even if they put Henderson forward, like are you really gonna do that against um the, the forwards that can put it forward at the moment, you know? We've got, Dick, we've got Dixon, they can put theoretical Georgiades, uh also we've got we've got some bloody, um bloody Look Aladdin's looking through throw forward now. Like, I don't think they yeah. can really... take them hard away from the back line. But
0: point. they've got Tom Stewart, they've got Harry Taylor, they've got Blitzarfs that can play down there as well. So they can afford to move one of those players up forward, whether that's Blitzarfs or Taylor's done a job up forward in the past, and uh, Henderson as well. I'm, I reckon we'll see one of those guys play up forward.
1: Well, I think that'll work for our advantage, if they do. Yeah. Um, I guess we will Uh Just as a game in general, coach, should we be worried about Chris, uh, Chris Scott as a coach? Um, probably look, i think he's, i don't think he's a factor because i think he's already maximizing what he can get out of his team so i don't think he's got any extra cards to play honestly mm. I, I think he's already got a, i think he's got all his cards on the table everyone can see what's going on scott i don't think he's got any tricks so i think that as long as we're prepared for what's on the table we should be good yeah, yeah. fair enough do you think that's fair well, or did...
0: no i think that's fair i don't think he's He's one to make a huge lot of change mid-game to sort of sway the course of a match. I I
1: just don't think think he has the material to do that. I just don't think he has the options to do that, honestly. Yeah. Um, This is a very... I mean, this is a huge... The reason why they're able to play the way they are is because they're a hugely structured side, and I just don't think they have players with the flexibility to really just completely redesign themselves, Uh, and I don't think that they've got the quality to redesign themselves on the fly. So I just think... if, If we can get on top... Um, then I just don't think there's many many tricks you can sort of pull to, to bring that back other than just sort of being patient and hoping you can grind out a win. Indeed. Mm. And as for psychological advantage, um, I, think, I, I honestly think we've got the psychological... I think we've got it. Ooh, I it's, think
0: it's us. It's 50-50. I maybe there's not one. I think Whoa. I think psychological advantage because we've done so well at Portricon so far this year. Um, mm. But we're playing Geelong who beat us every time we play them, just about. So, Yeah, but I don't um, know. Yeah, look, I
1: mean, I understand you saying that. But 50-50.
0: That,
1: yeah. Look, I think that we... Uh, yeah, OK, look, I think the old boys, absolutely. I think there's an outside chance Hamish Hartler might physically shit himself, but um, guys <laughs> like um, Butters and uh, Dersmer and all that mob, I don't think they're as concerned about Geelong being Geelong, and I think that they'll realise, hey, we're on a good run. We are smart, we are fast. Um, we beat them
0: last year. Hopefully, it's our time to dominate them for once. Wouldn't
1: that be nice? That'd be it really would be good. Nice. Okay, and uh, with that, I think we're on to questions from Big Free macro if we've got some, some.
0: Questions. We do have some questions. Andre has asked uh, Richmond rested players, but we are likely to get the full strength Geelong team. Does this make this game our true test of how good we are this year? Um,
1: No, I think that this probably is a good test of how well we can do in finals. I don't know if that's the same thing Um, because there is going to be, because we are going up against a a team that is very disciplined, has a very strong system and and against which we need to both be creative and aggressive, but also not cough up the ball for no fucking reason, which if you're looking at qualities that you need to win finals and win premierships, like those are top three. Um, you know that's basically what you need to prove. So to beat Geelong, we're gonna have to prove we're gonna have to show a skill set that is capable of winning a grand final. So yeah, I don't know if that's the same thing, but yeah.
0: Well, look, they've got as I mentioned, they've got four or five players out as well as what Richmond had, four or five really good players. So yeah, uh, yeah. it's probably on par this week. I mean, it's it's gonna be. If we beat Geelong, I'll be cock a hoop because you know we rarely beat them. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be a better test than what Richmond is, but if we beat them, and we've beaten Richmond and Geelong in successive games, then that can only be a positive, surely.
1: Yeah, it's, can a, be good, it's a
0: good time. sign. Sure. Lid will be oh, wow. off, mate. The lid will yeah. be off. Good. It's being unscrewed at the moment, but it'll be uh, fully off, I reckon. <laughs> okay. Uh, Andre is also asked: uh, Assuming all players are fit and in form, come finals, who from the Richmond game come out of the side and who comes in for them? Well, obviously Burton uh-huh. and Rosie would uh, obviously coming back in. So you would probably say uh, Mays for Burton, I would think, and Woodcock for Rosie at a minimum.
1: Um, for me, I think that Mays is the out, I think that if we've gotten to a finals, which is still a few weeks away, I'm still watching a couple other players in that defence to work out what's going on. So I, I still think there's a chance that you know, like Xavier my has a shit bit of form, or Hamish Harlot, like I don't think that they are that secure. Now we're winning, so they're secure. But if yeah. it's sort of become a questionable thing, like I'm not sure that I don't know that Maze is necessarily the first out, and that's just purely because he doesn't seem to shit himself as much as a guy like Bonner does. Like, there's no way... Like, Bonner is absolutely not going to come back in, in my opinion. At least he shouldn't. No, I, would, um, I wouldn't think so. But look, Burton's...
0: Yeah, look, for me, it's definitely Maze for Burton. Uh, no knock on Mays, because yeah. he's done really well. Oh, no, no. And he's proven himself <laughs> to be a solid role player, but Burton's a definite step up. Um, sure. it, it wouldn't what? surprise me right. to see Offer Laddams. I think that's definitely oh, no, okay. something that might happen, and I that think probably EBIT for Farrell might happen. Yeah, um, that, that would especially be, if that Farrell me. keeps sort of not doing all that much. Um, I mean, so I guess his spot's probably under question.
1: You could also see EBIT for Woodcock, though. I mean, just on the current side. But um, as far as the uh, Burton in for Mays, look, I mean, this is I guess what I'm coming to here is like you could say Burton in for Hartlett or Desma, again, depending on form uh, if they. Because they've both had okay seasons, but they've been having okay seasons in a really good side. And honestly, right now, Sam Mays is looking like he's having an okay season in a really good side. So how do you differentiate? Mm. Um, I don't know. But yeah, apart from that, yeah, I pretty much agree. Uh, I West—I cannot see a justification for bringing Westhoff back in, mate. Um, yeah, no, none at all.
0: Well, it depends on Adams and his form, really. Like, And then there's Marshall. Like, What happens with Marshall? Because he was playing was he bloody skeptical? great football, so probably <laughs> yeah. Marshall for Georgiades as well might happen. So,
1: is Marshall going to be good for finals?
0: Well, well, the question was assuming everybody was fit. So,
1: okay, All right. Well, in that case, if everybody's fit, then uh, definitely not Marshall for Georgiades. Then automatically Westhoff does not come in because Marshall comes in instead. Yeah. Like if, if you're going to if you're going to drop Adams and you've got a choice of bringing in Marshall or, or Westhoff, I mean you'd be stupid bringing Westhoff.
0: Yeah. Correct. Uh, Crazy Big Owl has asked, how many games will we win in the last six? Three.
1: Three, because we're going to start managing players. Three would be...
0: Oh, probably below par for me. I reckon four. Four would be par. Anything above four, I'd be very, very happy with. and pretty excited. Four, I think... Um,
1: four, I think, is par. I reckon Three. Uh, just because we, we are going to have to start resting players, Maka. it's yeah. just absolutely true. And it's going to be good players too. So. Uh, yeah, that's true. That is true. But I still hope that we
0: can rest and win if we do okay. it right.
1: Well, that's all I had three, but okay, sure.
0: Or we just rest everybody one week and <laughs> tank one week and bring them all back we the week after. A we,
1: just
0: take a bye yeah, week. Just take a bye. That's it. <laughs> uh, Gremio Power has asked a lot of questions here. Uh, number one is, what if we are good now? Yeah, what ish? I, I um, don't know how to act if we're good. Like, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> I, I should. Be, back in the day when we were both young and uh, pretty arrogant, Port supporters, mind you. So. You know, you could be you could be arrogant because we were Port Adelaide and we'd win every week. Now it's like, well, should I get excited or not? That's the, that's the question. Uh
1: well, I mean, I've always had a similar opinion in how you should be, which is that. If you're tossing and turning between whether you should be arrogant or not, like just be arrogant, because the worst that can happen is that you're losing. (laughs) But the best that can happen is that you are arrogant and piss everyone off, and you're right. So I mean, that's just that's a wonderful thing. That's That's the the most beautiful
0: thing. we are Port Adelaide. (laughs) Fuck the rest. That's it.
1: Exactly. So just always, always choose with arrogance. It's always the best option.
0: Question two is: How much better is Red Bull than Coke Zero?
1: They're both terrible.
0: Yeah, they're both not good. Yeah. No, sorry. Red Bull is not nice, and Coke Zero tastes like cinnamon, which is not nice to drink. So, yeah,
1: pass. Well, I mean, Red Bull, Red Bull is like the decongestant of avoiding being drunk um, or of avoiding needing to go to sleep. Mm. It's basically, it, it's a medicine. I, I don't like it at all.
0: Yeah. Uh, number three, what has happened with Voss and Bassett this season? Don't know. They're doing a good job.
1: Well, Bassett is. Everyone, everyone's guess, doing a good job. Just, you see, this is the thing like Boss doesn't really have such an obvious remix of what they what he's doing, so mm. um, it's hard to judge him. Don't know.
0: Fair enough. Uh, number four, Schofield or Montgomery. Uh, I, think, I think Monty's done a great job. So I was going to say,
1: like my my heart says Schofield, and I think that if I was going to if I had to put a bet on either one, it would be Schofield. But it's probably thinking that Monty's not to be underestimated in this one.
0: Mm.
1: Um. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, number five. What would a Dixonless port look like? Oh, probably less tall, really. Pro-
1: Look, I mean, I, honestly, if we dropped Dixon, I wouldn't be surprised if we immediately reverted to a, a very small forward one. So we would not be playing three... We wouldn't play three tall forwards. Hmm. We'd probably play one. We'd probably play someone like... We probably would play Westhoff and maybe Marshall if we were lucky. And
0: yeah.
1: Georgiades would sort of be moved to a wing or be dropped. Because Charlie Dixon is such an important first target that if he's not there, then our second and third probably... Don't have the presence and experience to really be that structural force yep. in the forward line. Uh, and so you'd end up being, I think that the best coaching team, particularly, you'd end up playing a very short forward line.
0: Uh, number six, can Hoff be used as a tall back against taller offences while keeping ladders no. in? No. Yeah, probably not. But the three that are there at the moment are doing a decent job. So I'd rather keep the status quo at this point.
1: Yeah, look, if you're going to bring in a tall backman to be tall, I mean, just when's Jack Watts back?
0: <laughs> well, who knows? Maybe never. He's yeah. just not getting a look-in.
1: Well, maybe. Well, look, I mean, if he's not getting a look-in, now, I can't imagine he's got a contract beyond this year, would he?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: which case he might be on the A-out. Who knows?
0: That's it. Uh, how can Geelong explore our weaknesses?
1: Um, look, I mean, I guess the number one weakness is that one that we see as ball fans quite often is, that sometimes we just cop up the ball for no reason. Um, and also, I mean, a lot of our borderline stuff, uh, for me, if I was Geelong and I was just a real shit, I would be absolutely 100% trying to rough up um, Zach Butters in the first quarter really hard. Like, and I don't mean rough up like getting his face. I mean, rough up like actually hurt him so he can't play well for the rest of the game. Yeah. Um, because his ability to unsettle defences is really, really high, and I think that's a point of weakness for Geelong. Um, so, like, we had that quiet um, Zach Ladders game a few weeks ago, and it's just where he wasn't able to make an impact, and I think if he's paid players attention to, then you get a, a noticeable, like, an actual tangible drop in the quality of our full forwards, our marking forwards, to actually do things like take marks. Like, Charlie Dixon, how many goals has he got? Not Goal assist from uh, Zach Vardas, but a you know a nudge on his opponent, you know space created by a guy like Zach Vardas and by other forwards mm-hmm. as well. Let's be real, mm. um, you know if you can basically cut down our ability to gain goal assists, which I think the first in the league from looking at the stats before, like we've got the most. Yeah, sorry, so we're second for goal assists in league, and Geelong's first. Um, for Geelong, it's mainly because they're you know, their marking kick set up and they're, they're structured For us, it's just because our guys have actually been properly working for each other as forwards. And if you can disrupt that, like that'll completely screw us and screw us up completely. So, if I'm Geelong, that's what I'm targeting.
0: Our weaknesses are simply clearances and quick ball movement into our back line from centre clearances, six, because six, uh, six, yeah. But when we when we lose the clearances, yeah. we lose the clearances when we get smashed, and the ball goes in really quick, and we can't handle it. And we've shown that in With the two six, losses six, we've uh, six, we've had this year.
1: We're, we're 16th for inside 50s against. We're 16th for Mark's inside 50 against.
0: Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. When you when, when you give up 10 consecutive centre clearances like we did against Brisbane, then stats don't mean anything. So that's our weakness uh, that they can try a, and explore.
1: I think that's, that's psychological, localised to Macca's brain, personally.
0: In what should we focus to beat Geelong? Last one from Grêmio Power.
1: Uh, I think we already just talked about that, really. Um, upset, basically upsetting their system, um, pressuring specifically between back of centre or specifically around their forward 50 so our defensive 50 so that they they can muck around the ball all they want defence. We don't really give a shit about that. But as soon as they try and take, go forward, um, they have to take a chance. And they will not like that and they will shoot themselves. Yep, fair
0: enough. Uh, Elberton has asked uh, what did you both have for dinner?
1: What I have? Oh, I made a burger. Um, it was really basic. I... <laughs> went to the South Melbourne market and bought some mincemeat uh, on Sunday and I said I want half a kilo and they sold me a kilo and I still had heaps left over so I made a burger and then I made a lot of spaghetti sauce.
0: Fair enough. There Fair you enough. go. What did I have? I had uh, I had a fillet steak salad for tea.
1: Nice. Which was very nice. Nice,
0: nice honey mustard dressing. Nice bit of uh, pepper berry and saltbush seasoning on top. It was good.
1: You, you cook properly. That's good. It was good.
0: It was nice. Um, Green, uh, blah, blah. Elberton has asked, uh, who would win if our 2014 team played our 2020 team?
1: 2020? You reckon? I was yeah, going to
0: yeah,
1: say no, 14. But... No, shit, no. No, God, no. No. Um, well, first of all, our four structure is better um, in 2020. Yeah. And I think that yeah, it, look, it comfortably is. It comfortably is a better forward structure than the 2014 team has. The defence is, yeah, okay, they're both they're pretty good. I mean, <sighs>
0: 2014 I had got... Cam O'Shea, though, so that's definitely winning. No, oh, and that's true. That's but, a big tick yeah. for the 14.
1: Yeah, no, I think 2020 pretty comfortably, honestly. Okay.
0: 2014 on the back of Cam O'Shea, I think.
1: Okay, maybe. sounds good.
0: Uh, Grumio Power has asked, what is the time when Australians eat dinner?
1: Oh do no, know. Isn't it six till eight-ish?
0: I'm staunch five o'clock for me. Oh, pretty I'll see okay. Somewhere somewhere between five and 5.30, <laughs> but we got three kids, so... They yeah, get okay.
1: get saw... Right, okay, because I was thinking that was more like um, like my grandparents used to eat at five. <laughs> I that sort of thing. <laughs> I don't know, I'm... I
0: don't know how this sort of started with us, but, yeah, we we started eating dinner at 5 o'clock a long time ago and it's just sort of stuck.
1: Fair enough, fair enough.
0: Um, Johns has asked, uh, what are the chances of a what-happened
1: power? Uh, look, I mean, they're real and it's going to come down to if we... Get nervous, and we basically we start kicking to we start kicking sky balls, Mm. and they get picked off, and then we can't win the ball back. Like that's that's going to be a what happened power if we just get to a point where we can't maintain clean possession of Aaron, where we cough up the ball for no reason, and also where we don't pressure correctly the ball going into the Geelong forward line.
0: Mm. I feel like this might be a game where we know in the first sort of five minutes what's going to happen.
1: I don't. I think it's one where we could be playing really well and then we could get it rattled by seconds of play or, more importantly, by a couple of free kicks that go against us and become goals. Okay. Um, I think it's going to be that simple because it really is just going to be coming down to our, our players, keeping their heads, taking smart options and not just going, I've oh, got the ball, now what? Oh. Well, as we saw
0: this week with uh, some... Um you know, free kicks going against us and the runner play and all that stuff. So we, we, know, we know now that we can do that against quality sides and oh, yeah. come back and not let that rattle us as much as what it has done in the past.
1: Yeah, well, it's going to come down to who's going to be rattled as well because, like we talked about, like, there's a difference between Hamish Hartley getting rattled by DeLong and Zach Voters getting rattled by DeLong. In the first, there's probably a lot more likely to happen. And... Um, Defence. like we've got a, a scattering of those those battle scarred uh, players uh, through the team, but um, yeah, we really need the guys in defence to really play good football this week and and keep a little head. Yeah. Uh, so. I've had a go at Hamish a couple of times this podcast uh, today, but look, I mean, he, this is I guess for me, like this is a game he absolutely one hundred percent has to focus on quality disposal. And if he does
0: that, he'll play a good game. Indeed. Absolutely. Uh, Johnson's also asked, are you guys also on the Archie Perkins train? What do you
1: mean?
0: I know who Kieran Perkins is. No, Archie Perkins is a uh, Sandy Dragons uh, midfielder, I think. So I think he's pretty keen on him.
1: I have seen no football from juniors this year. I had actually... It was really frustrating because I spent time in the, uh, pre- at the start of the year going through the list of the schedule and deciding, oh, I might go down and see that game in the TAC Cup, and it all got cancelled. So I wasted a lot yeah. of time putting all the things in my schedule. But uh, there you go.
0: Yes, it's made it very hard. Like I've s- not seen really a lot of footy this year. I've seen a bit of the NFL and some waffle highlights, but obviously trying to pinpoint what of the Victorian guys are going to do what has made it very very difficult to judge this year. As a uh, amateur. Yeah,
1: yeah. Look, I mean, I, like, would we even bother doing a draft show this year? Because I just, I don't think there'll be enough to really make it sound on
0: Yeah, I'd still like to do something, but we will have to wait yeah. and see. Yeah, yeah. We we'll have to wait and see if they still do some form of championships in a, in a hub yeah. somewhere, or you oh,
1: know, that'd be good.
0: yeah, that would be nice. A bit
1: difficult.
0: Uh, on The Wagon has said, have we really only beaten Geelong twice since 2007? Uh, probably. Uh, worse, we've beaten them three times since 2004. So... Wow. That's a long time. <laughs> that's a long time. Three times time. in 16 years. That is nuts. There's it nuts!
1: Yeah, but how many of those it's not games good enough. Are how many of those oh, are so many. many. That... So many. <laughs> So many have been, absolutely
0: ridiculous. So many have been in Geelong, and that's what he said: is that what is it about these campaigners that results in such a record over such time? Well, when the AFL schedule you to play Kardinia Park when you're shit for six years, and they're basically the best team ever for six years, that's why we lose so many games to them because they beat us by. Let's see, they had, uh, what, six in a row or something? And they won by 38, 79, 95, 34, 59 at Cadenia Park in a row. So we were no chance at all of beating them in that sort of 2007 to, well, sorry, 2008 to 2011-ish or 12-ish sort of era because we were terrible. And they were winning just about every game of the season.
1: Yeah, and look, I mean, the AFL do that to us with other clubs too. Like, They definitely did it to us with Brisbane. At one point, our games against Brisbane, we played against them more than we actually even played against the Crows. We played a final against Brisbane as well. Yeah. Um, But then as soon as their dynasty ended, we basically played them once a year and hardly ever because they wanted to protect the Brisbane record against Ford, I guess. I don't know. But, um, mm. yeah, they definitely do. They definitely seem to do that. When a team has definitely dropped form, then suddenly we play them a lot less.
0: Yep. Yeah. What was really disappointing was that we beat them at Adelaide Oval in the first year there in 2014 in, in yeah. what was a great game, the Anzac Day game. That was that was a wonderful match. And you thought, you know, that's the first time we've beaten them in seven years. You know, the yeah. duck's over. Now we can go on with uh, playing some better footy against them. And then we lost the next four games against them, <laughs> three of which were at Adelaide Oval. So it's just been really yeah. disappointing that we haven't been able to... Um, you know, wrestle back some form of dominance against Geelong. But look, we we beat them last time. We won by eleven points last time we met at Adelaide Oval. So hopefully, this time at the Portricon, we get two in a row. Yep.
1: I'm feeling pretty good about this one, Maka. I guess not. we should get onto the. Uh, uh, more questions? Are there more questions? The
0: it, I think one? there's still a couple more questions. Uh, okay. Inter- Interstater has said, what other team in the AFL are Geelong most similar to in-game style?
1: Um, I don't know about current, but I mean, I think they're very similar to Port Adelaide, or already said Port Adelaide 2002, and probably Geelong from that era as well. Like, before they... Well, no, there's opposite reasons for Geelong around that period, but probably Port Adelaide 2002-ish, I'd say. Just yep. doing enough. Just really basic, but not all that adventurous. I think um, Hawthorne
0: play a lot like them at the moment, but they're obviously a lot worse um, it's, it's, it's
1: a lack of may, maybe Essendon
0: pain. maybe Essendon mm. that, that would be yeah,
1: but I, I, I definitely remember like watching Ray games no Treadway era I'm going to call it it's, it's, it's officially called the Treadway era now I deal with it um, you'd watch games and you'd, you'd be a little bit frustrated at court because we could only seem to get system goals like we couldn't seem to pull goals out of our arse like the Brisbane Lions could and other teams could um, and I kind of feel like that must be what being a Geelong fan is like right now, in that you can see, yeah, we're doing good and we're winning, getting a lot of goals, but then other teams, they can have these bursts of brilliance against us and we look like clowns and we can't match that. We can't match that, um, that X factor that other teams can have. And I think that that I mean, we know that in finals, that's, that wins games. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, th- I think that's very much the path they're on.
0: Indeed. He's also, this is the last question from Interstater, are you able to group all 18 teams in terms of their game styles or do they change too often? Um, I think you generally can put them in groups. Like, there's teams that like to go through the corridor, there's teams that like to play on as much as possible, there's teams that try and slow things down and have a more sort of um, possession sort of style of game. So you can group them.
1: Yeah, look, for me, I think the main issue is finding, like, if you're going to group them... It would be hard not to group them with overlapping, so that like individual teams might be part of two or three groups. So uh, if you were just looking to actually say this is this is this quarter, this is this quarter, like no, you couldn't do that. But um, you could certainly find common themes among teams and sort of provide general groups where a team might be in one to three or four different categories. Yep, that's it. Question is over. Mm. All right, let's get to wrap up. So, Maka. All right. This is the big question. <sighs> of winning side margin.
0: Uh, Geelong by twenty eight.
1: Yeah, sounds good. Uh, no, look, I'm going to uh, say. Uh, do I say it? I reckon four, I reckon it's going to be fought by say forty points. Forty points. Bring it on. Forty points. Yeah, no, I'm feeling pretty good about this. I think that, uh, yeah, and particularly at the Port final. Why not? Why not? If we so beat Geelong by 40 points,
0: I'm going to get some premiership T-shirts printed already. It's a, it's a shoe-in, mate. It's a shoe-in. Well, I mean,
1: we have talked about a winning rate at Portricon, but also our um, percentage rate at Portricon is pretty bloody high as well. So I think that if you're going kind to of beat Geelong, there's a decent chance we might do it by a fair margin as well. Um, yeah. So why not? Uh, who's going to kick the most goals for Port? I'm
0: going to say Georgiades with two.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, Look, well, I reckon, let's see, if you're going to focus on guys that create opportunities in the forward line, I'm going to say Kane Farrell, the three. Fair enough. I like I that. reckon he's going to push back up forward, and I think that they're not going to pay as much attention to him as they do guys like Gray and Butters and the Smalls, because Kane Farrell is a bit more mark and kick, like Geelong is and I think that, that could be he's the outlet. don't know. Uh, weekly update, how good is Zach Butters? Pretty bloody
0: good, it's got to be said.
1: Oh, my God. Pretty he's bloody really, good. He's really rocketing up the list of all-time Port Adelaide players, isn't he? Like, just oh. absolutely storming up the charts. Huge, huge.
0: He's at Camo Show level for me now, which is <laughs> which is pretty bloody high. He's at Camo show Brent Guerrero level, which is uh, pretty high for me.
1: Well I mean you see this is the thing, like he sort of enters a second tier, like if, if somehow Port win a premiership and he's part of it, like then he enters then he can start contesting with guys like Ron Smith, you know, he's certainly oh. Add premiership to the fighters, he's definitely already around about that mark, which is pretty amazing to think. Um he's a fantastic player. Uh I, I want us really to good. make
0: a grand final just to see what he does. Because he's the sort of player that could sneak in a normal Smith. Well,
1: he's the sort of player that like Back in 2004, I would, I will find it forever hard to hate gimmer because of just how much of a shit he was. Um, doing oh, things like... Gimma's a superstar. If, if, if you rewatch that 2004 grand final, yeah, he manages to have a bit of push and shove with a, another... Opponent, I can't remember who it was, and they push him and he just accidentally goes into the centre square and gets a free kick. Like, oh my God, he created that from absolutely nothing. Just complete bullshit. Created a centre clearance by himself just by annoying these planet like... That's the sort of tier of thing I think we would ex- I would expect to see from Zach Glatter, is just creating opportunities from nothing, um, just by wanting it more and being willing to do what he has to do and thinking five steps ahead. It's just really good. Indeed. So, sack Hinckley?
0: Definitely not. Sign Hinkley? No,
1: nah, no. Nah. Five-year deal? No, nah, it's just I'm still okay with sacking him. It's fine. <laughs> uh, and are there any other games that you're looking forward to this week? Uh,
0: not really. It's not really a great sort of round of football, to be honest. You know, there's, there's, I'm looking through the list now. I mean, I'll definitely yeah, no. watch uh, the game that's on at the moment. I'll start that again. Uh, North Brisbane, nut. Melbourne Collingwood, nut. Frio Carlton, nut. Dogs Adelaide for the Lowells, probably. Uh, I don't know. West Coast Hawthorne might be interesting.
1: That's probably yeah. about it. Yeah, look. I mean, it's really like it's not. You look at the matchups, and it's like, okay, well, this is the, the top, of well, the top of the tableish uh, matchup. I guess Sydney versus GWS in theory should be good, but uh, looking at the scoreline, it doesn't look like it is. Mm. Um, and then all the others, it's like it's not even traditional rivals against each other, or rather important rivals against each other. Um, Fremantle versus Carlton. Like, when has that ever been a game that had anything on the line? Um, you know, like that, that's just that's here. tier, like Western to what I was Adelaide Crows Like that's just so meaningless right now. St Kilda Essendon just seems kind of meaningless. Um, Richmond Gold Coast, like who cares? I don't know. It just seems like a, yeah, you're right. It's just seems like a really ordinary round. So just enjoy Friday night and take a week off. Have a lovely week. Yep. Uh, I like it. And, all right, and apart from that, I think we're done. Um, oh, good. So, footy on tomorrow night nice to get a Friday night game for a change in prime oh, time yeah. and actually have you know, one of the good games in a good time slot. That's very nice to see. Yeah, um, yeah. so I guess the least I'll say now is Karn Port.
0: Can the Pear.